now. Me? It's a Tome season. It sure is. Which by that I mean it's a Tome season whenever you play an Tome game. Yeah. It's a very it's a variable season if you would like to say. <laughs> ho ho. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got. Finger guns. Finger guns. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Ladium. Hello. This is episode number 273, and we're talking about some Otome this week. We are. We are talking about some Otome. I, for some reason, thought I was going to say today there instead of this week, then I realized like it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. It's the same thing. I don't know why I like hesitate. Like today, this week. No, Jared. Words are hard. Words are hard. So you're not wrong. It's no big. Words are hard, man. You did your best, and that's all that matters. I tried my best. Um, you're gonna be talking about your 25th Otome game to go onto the the ranking. Oh my god, is it really? Tw- wow, it is 25. 25. <laughs> As we are discussing Variable Barricade. And by we, I mean you're discussing Variable Barricade because I have not played it. <laughs> no, but you're going to listen and communicate with me about Variable Barricade. Oh, yes, yes, barricade. yes. But I, I didn't want to imply that I've also played it and give unreasonable expectations here. Oh, uh, okay, okay. This is not a code real life situation where you've also played good game. No. Um, that is not to say this is a good game, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll 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 get into that. We we shall. But yeah, variable barricade bar- barricade is variable barricade. <laughs> so we're talking about variable barricade. Yes. It came out in February. I don't remember exactly when. February the. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Okay. Then I'll tell you. Man, February was... was a long month. It sure did. And this is no, that's wrong. And it should really say twenty eighteen. That's no, that's not what I want. No, <laughs> no, no. February twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. That makes sense. Cause um, I was surprised that they didn't try and do it for Valentine's Day, but they didn't get it out in time. Yeah, and also games don't really come out on Mondays, for the most part. Yeah, fair. Um, so I'm going to tell you all I know about this game. Okay. You liked the art. The art's beautiful. Because we talked about that before it came out. Mm-hmm. Because you were excited the, about that. The art's beautiful. And then something happened with the ending and you were like, your 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 whole excitement and just overall feelings about the game just plummeted like it's crypto. Yes. That is exactly what happened. Oh man, I can. I actually, I know something else that you know about this game. Go on. Um, there's a dude who likes to be stepped on. Oh right, yeah, that guy. I just blocked him out of my mind because I was like, "That's I, I'm gonna kink shame him." <laughs> I mean, you probably should kink shame him. You probably should. It's fair. Um, but yeah, that's the only other thing because I kept mentioning it to you quite a bit. Yes, that is true. That's the, I feel like that's the only dude I know in this game <laughs> is guy who wants to be stepped on. Yep. And then there's just other dudes here apparently. Yep, other dudes. They exist. They exist. Um, 
surprisingly there are only four this time usually there's more than four guys that you date yeah that's, that's a small number you would you would say it is did that coincide with the game also being like shorter because no. obviously you'd have less routes that it didn't no huh interesting because, I mean, you had the true ending, too, and that one had... Well, yeah, but also, I mean, you have true endings in all those other games. Some of them, yeah. So, like, I didn't know if, like, they just, like, made this game shorter by comparison, or it's, like, the the routes are longer by comparison, oh, no. since they're... There's one or a couple short, you might say. Well, there's um, a common board, and then there are three boards per dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually curious, so I'm going to check and see, like, how much time I spent with this one. Shout out to the Nintendo Switch turning on. <laughs> Played for 90 hours or more. Jesus. I mean, to be fair, it's you we're talking about. Yeah. You're you're not the, uh, you're not the, the, the prototypical average here. No, no, but 90 hours. <laughs> didn't, didn't expect that. I'm going to take a look and see what the average length of this game is. I was thinking it was going to be like 50 that I spent. Uh, this says main story 28, main plus extra 40, completion is 51 and a half. What did I do? I don't know. Did you just leave your switch on at some point? I don't remember leaving it on, but I might have done that. That's that's tr- That's fair. But I don't know that I would have left it on but again, like 40 hours. But again, it is you worth. we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Someone who is just not the norm. (laughs) (laughs) In any way. (laughs) In any way, shape, or form. Um, But yeah, 90 hours I apparently put in to date four guys. It's a lot of dudes. No, it's not a lot. It's a lot of time for these (laughs) dudes. It's a lot of time for these dudes. A lot of dude time here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that, like, I've definitely had uh had like shorter relationships than than <laughs> this anyway um <laughs> god yeah yeah uh the art on this as i mentioned earlier absolutely gorgeous completely gorgeous so pretty um do do you do you want to start with the red flags from the get go if you'd like this is this is your show remember no, this is our you're, show. You're leading the show. We are. You're leading this ship, my friend. You're leading this ship here. You're the captain. You're, you're my my. I'm first. just the dude who's here singing sea shanties. Cool. <laughs> okay. Um. So you play as uh, Hibari Tojo. Um. She she's of the Tojo family. And she has a lot boom, of money. Boom. It's <laughs> that's what I was thinking the whole time. Um, it's a it's a very important family with lots and lots of money. She's the heir. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. Nahone. Nahone. <laughs> um. So Ibari is seventeen, and um, she has been told by her grandpa. Like, hey, some of the people in the Branch family want to get you married to this guy. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, they they want you to get married to this one guy, and she's like, "Well, what's wrong with him? Like, is he is he a bad guy?" He's like, "No, no. Like, he runs a good business. He's he's relatively attractive, and he's not a bad dude. I just don't want you to marry him. I want <laughs> you to get married for love." 
Oh, and, okay. Yeah, which thanks, Gramps. Um, I mean, I guess that's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Um, but also, you're in a Toei game. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what he has done is send you and your your butler um, into the vacation house for the Tojo family, and um, he has picked four guys for you as your suitors, and you have to pick one to marry so that you don't have to marry the other guy. Wait. Mm-hmm. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. He just told you, hey, I don't want you to marry this dude. I want you to go marry for love. And then he's like, oh, by the way, I'm going to bring these four dudes in, and you're going to pick one of them. Yep. Completely contradicting himself. Yep. Yep. All right. Moving um, on. <laughs> <laughs> he tells her straight up, like, each of these guys has something that you lack. And so I want That's you real to mean. <laughs> it is he Okay, so they have a very like terse relationship. And um she's Good like word usage. Thank you. Um she calls him a vulture the whole time. Like, an old vulture. That's what vultures sound like. And she says that he's like super critical of her and like she she does not like him at all. Um and she is well, her grandpa is in charge of her because um, her parents died in an accident when she was five. Classic Otome protagonist line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, honestly, they just misunderstand each other. There, there's neither of them are actually being mistreated or saying like awful things. They just don't know how to communicate with each other. Which, wow. So surprising. Shocker. Um, but yeah, he 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 says like each of these guys has something that you lack, and so I want you to like hang out with them and pick one of them to marry. Um uh, also here's their profiles. Have fun. Um, so let's talk about the guys. Um keeping in mind, once again, uh Hibari is 17. In high school. We got that in mind? We got this in mind. I feel like we're about to go down a bad road. <laughs> we're about to go down a very bad road. Um, okay, so first we have uh, Naita Yagami. Uh, he is 20 years old. Is he a former lawyer turned detective? I wish I wish he were, but he or wish he was. I don't remember which one it is. Anyway, I wish, but he was not. I mean, it's still um, lined up with that game. Yeah. Um. I guess I should say, like, she, she, in these profiles, it has like all the normal stuff you'd see. Like, here's their height, and here's their birthday, and their blood type, and their favorite things, and the things that they don't like. Um. But then they each have a trait attached to them that she's like, ah. Um. Naita's is that he's a walking debt generator. Um, and he is also basically a dog. And also he likes to be stepped on. Oh no, this guy. <laughs> it's this guy. Um, but yeah, the walking debt generator, she's like, ah, what? Um, cause they all show up at her, at her high school with roses and they're like, marry me. And, um, well, that's not yeah. embarrassing or anything. Right. Right. Exactly. Like what a way to start this. Um, 
but then she's given the profiles and so he is he is the the walking dead generator um she like legit plays fetch with this guy at one point like she she treats him like a dog it's so strange um okay so then we have shion uh shion mayuzumi i think that's how you say his name uh he's 22 remember um and he is a kept man kept by who um generally older men oh right this yeah i remember now mm-hmm. oh boy yeah generally older men uh have have kept him and they are very 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 explicit in the text like oh no it was nothing sexual they just wanted to be around me. I'm like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I get it. Um, but yeah, he's he's a kept man. Um, then we have a uh, Taiga Isarugi. 23. Uh, the, the direction we're going is very bad. Uh, he is um he's a gambling addict. That's his red flag on his profile. Uh, he is an orphan and is very vocal about that. So he's possessive about things because he's like, you know, you can't really have a whole lot of things in an orphanage. Also, very much talks about how he likes big breasts. Very much talks about that, uh, which Ivari does not have those at all. So. That's kind of frustrating. Uh, but yeah, he he kind of like, well, he's he's he gambles a lot. Um, and then last, we have Ichia Mitsumori, 26 years old. Um, and he is his red flag was um, attempted marriage fraud. Sorry, I attempted it, but I did not. It did not work out. <laughs> it did not work out. Um, and he basically is like throwing pickup lines back and forth, like constantly throwing them, and is just like insanely flirty and strange. Um, he's also the cook. Like he he likes to cook for everybody. So like everybody's constantly being like, "Yo, make some food." It's like, ugh. It's not why I'm here. I'm trying to marry her. Um, but yeah. Those are your datables. Um, and she's like, well, why did you send me these? Because they are obviously all just trying to get my money. That's that's what's here. And he's like, eh, no, maybe you should just talk to them. So, um, yeah, we have a 17-year-old girl living with all these grown men. Um, in a house, and they're trying to date her. And um, also, like I said, her butler's there. His name is Casca. He is twenty, and he he is very protective of Hibari, Hibari, Hibari. Um, so that's where we're starting. Yay! Um, what the heck? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, can I just like pretend she's in college or something? But they very much bring up the fact that she's in high school way too much for me to even pretend. Oofa doofa. Yeah, yeah. I was like, any 26-year-old man who wants to date a 17-year-old is obviously a disaster. Bad. Very bad. Um, so in your common route, you have like little mini routes with the guys so that they can kind of learn who you are a little bit and vice um, versa and vice versa. Yeah. So like Nayata's, um, is that at one point these like basically like Yakuza looking dudes come up to him like, Hey buddy, Boy. how you doing? Let's, let's, let's go for a walk. And he's like, okay. Um, and <laughs> she kind of freaks out because, you know, he, he goes off with these like shady men and she thinks that he's going to like die. Um, especially with the walking debt generator title given to him. Um, but yeah, he, he eventually comes back and he's like, oh yeah, you know, we, we had a good time and, um, everybody realized that like he he basically like fought them off but didn't think that he was doing that he just thought that they were like wrestling all right he's stupid he is stupid he is a dumb man um <laughs> and so Casca's like all right bro like we we can't do this um if you're gonna try and date her we're, we're gonna have to get rid of some of this debt so he ends up getting him like a ton of jobs so he's like um getting like a construction job and he basically gets like three hours of sleep a night to try and pay all these bills off so that he can actually like be respectable and dating her um but yeah he he's basically a dog like i said like he barks oh. at one point literally barks um, he, he does the, the, um, the fetch thing. Um, also, as I mentioned earlier, he's obsessed with wanting Hibari to step on him. He mentions it a lot. Yep. A lot. He mentions it. And she's like, um, what? What? <sighs> so. Um, that's that's where we start with him. With Xion, actually very similarly, um, Xion and Hibari go on like uh, a, a date, basically. Um, and at one point, this guy in like a luxury car pulls up and just like grabs uh, Xion and like pulls him into his car and drives off with him. And she's like, um, he, he was just kidnapped. What do we do? It's fine. Oh no. Um, this is a so weekly she, occurrence. Well, that's kind of what he says. Um, she's freaking out, and then he finally walks in. He's like, hey guys, what's up? And like, um, we were worried about you. What happened? He's like, oh yeah, you know, that was one of my, my patrons from the past. He just, you know, wanted to talk to me. And uh I think there was like some scenario of him being tied up at one point, but um anyway. He's like, Yeah, this is normal, and she was trying to tell him like no this is not normal what is wrong with you <laughs> uh so this is where he realizes like oh she kind of cares about me cool um for one of the more normal 
situations here. Um, Tyga, uh, he he has a motorcycle, by the way, uh, and he takes care of it in the garage of the the vacation house. And he at one point is like on the phone and she's being nosy and listening to his conversation. Here's bits and pieces. And like, here's him saying like, you know, you need that much. Oh man. Like that's going to be hard for me to come up with in a few days. Um, but like, you know, I, I like coming back from underdog, um, situations and I can do this. And she's like, Oh God, he's gambled so much that he's like underwater. And he, basically like disappears for a while and um she's trying to figure out what he's doing to the point where they hear a giant bang uh coming from his room and he is passed out from exhaustion because um turns out that again he grew up in an orphanage and one of the it's a catholic orphanage so one of the sisters got sick and the orphans needed um like sports bibs for their sports day and so he's been trying to like hand make all of the bibs for all the the kids, um, but he's like not very good at sewing, and that's her hobby. So she decides to help him out with it and um, makes like hand embroidered bibs for these kids, and they love it. But like a pretty normal situation there, other than the fact that she's like, oh no, he's a terrible person. It turns out like, oh no, he's just helping the orphans. I mean, all things considered, compared to the other two, yes, yeah, a very normal situation. <laughs> it's a very normal situation. And um, he like hugs her at one point and she kind of freaks out. But, uh, but yeah, we're, we're just making little sports bibs for the sports day because he was saying that, you know, the the orphans don't want like the other kids at school to see them without them. And like, that makes sense. I get that. Um, and then last we have Ichia, the, the 26 year old, um, the old man, the old man in the scenario. Yes. <laughs> 26 is not old, but it is an old man in the scenario. Um, and he, like I said, he cooks for her all the time and, he keeps making like all this really, really fancy food and like a lot of Western food and making like small portions that are very pretty and bringing them to school for her. And everybody's like, Oh my God, look at her boyfriend bringing your lunches. Oh my God, this is beautiful. And she's like, Oh God. Um, and so at one point she finally like blows up on him and is like, yo, I need more food than what you're giving me. Also, I like Japanese food. Please stop making just Western food. Good God, feed me like you would feed anybody else in this house. He's like, okay, okay. Um, I will, I will make food for you as opposed to what I think you want. Uh, so again, relatively normal, but um, still a little strange because he's, Nine years older. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, like, at one point, she has this little, like, bunny robot thing that goes around the house and gets little, like, vignette stories for her. Um, and there's one where he's, like, Googling, like, what a high school girl's like. And I'm like, Ugh! <laughs> Ugh! Oh, no. It was so upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> oh no um 
yeah, some of those are weird. Like, uh, Tigers is him like on his bed with a guitar, just doing like a rock show to himself. Um, Shion's is him just naked in the shower. I was like, wow, that is a huge violation of his privacy to have this little bunny robot going around taking shower pics of him. Um, and then Naya tells us him just to sleep on the couch. As you do. Um, so that's that's how we start everything. Are we off to a good start? I mean, kind of. Like half kind and half. That's fair. Um, I will say that um, I do actually like one of these guys. I was not expecting it. And he does some kind of stupid stuff in his route. But at the same time, I was like, you're not bad. I like you. Because I was expecting to just hate them all. <laughs> it's off to a great start. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so... Um, when you get to the like turning point of the the story, basically like grandpa calls you in. Oh, another thing is that during the common route, at one point, um, she is hanging out with her friend, which I showed you a picture of her friend. Um, mm -hmm. She she has uh, a friend named Samugi who is you know normal gal, normal high school gal during the day, and then like when she leaves school, she becomes like gothic Lolita. <laughs> Um, she has another friend who also changes her appearance. Um, I, I'm blank. Noah is her name. Um, she's also a regular gal during the day. And then, um, after school, she puts on a blonde wig and short shorts and just goes on a ton of dates. Uh, so those are her like love advisors, her best friends. Uh, so they, they're helpful. Anyway, she goes, um, to hang out with, I think it was Samugi at that point, And she, um, gets lost because she never goes out by herself. She usually has, um, Kasuga, her butler. And, uh, she, she asked a guy like, Hey, how do I get somewhere? And this dude's like, ah, yeah, I, I can take you there. You want to like get some coffee with me? She's like, Oh my God, of course I go out and this dude's hitting on me. Uh, and this other dude, um, comes up and is like, ah, yes, this is my girlfriend. Like goodbye. And ends up getting, um, her number and they talk a few times in person, but also via text about the other guys. And he gives advice about them. His name is um, Kazu. Kazu. Yes, that's his name. Um, he will become relevant eventually. But he is not yet relevant. But I wanted to make sure I brought him up. Anyway, uh, so I did Naita's route first. And um, once you finish the common route, like I said, you, you're basically taken to grandpa and he's like, all right, well, they're really pushing this marriage thing. So you gotta, you gotta make a choice. And she asked like, Hey, can I do like a fake temporary, like fiance? Can I just pick one as like a placeholder? Uh, and so that's essentially the, how you pick your, your route mm. is you pick your temporary fiance. <laughs> Um, and so I started with Naita. Um, 
and he's a very excitable guy. Very, very excitable. You don't say. Yeah. Um. So it, it turns out that Naitsa thought that he was not trying to be a husband for her. He wanted to be a bodyguard. <laughs> All right. So she like says to him like, "Oh yeah, like I want I want you to be the one that I I pretend is my fiance." And he's like, "Huh? No, no, I was supposed to be your bodyguard. I'll I'll, I'll guard you." And she's like, "Huh? What? No." Um so she gets really really upset because he didn't understand her feelings. Um and turns out that he is like from a big important bodyguard family. <laughs> <laughs> that's a phrase i just said it's a really good uh, phrase yep and um his uncle is her grandpa's bodyguard and naita at one point was a a bodyguard for somebody else um but got kicked out of the the big important bodyguard family because he was supposed to protect somebody else that was important and he couldn't do it because basically the other guy was a butthead and he's like, no, I can't protect somebody like that. Dude sucks. Uh, so, so he got like thrown out of the family and he's been trying to like get back in good graces so he can be a bodyguard again. <laughs> um, all of this in this scenario, um, what's going on is that... Um, Ibari watched, um, they call it The Guardian in, in the Atome. Uh, it's, it's basically just The Bodyguard uh, with Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Even <laughs> the bodyguard character in the movie is even called Kevin. And um, like they keep watching the movie and they're like, oh yeah, that, that reminds me of me and you. That, ah, how about that? Um, and she keeps like comparing their relationship to that. And eventually the, the other guys are trying to like help out the situation. Cause they realize like, okay, she has feelings for him. He is stupid and he's not getting it. So let's just <laughs> push this a little bit further. And so they like do a screening of the movie at, at the house so that he has to watch the guardian. <laughs> And she's just like panicking because, you know, she's been comparing it to it this whole time. And he's like, wow, that bodyguard, he's such a cool guy. He reminds me of me. And then eventually, like, he he borrows the Blu-ray of it from her and keeps watching it. And Taiga goes up to him and is like, hey, buddy. So why you keep watching the movie? He's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just a cool movie. I like the action scenes. And, and you know, I, I, it's, there's just something about it. You know, I really like this heroine. And he's like, oh, oh, it reminds me of her. Oh, Tyga's like, good boy. <laughs> good job. You figured it out. Um, so, like, this entire context of his route is just framed by the bodyguard, <laughs> the movie. God. Uh, which is great. Um, oh my goodness. There's even like a I will always love you reference, which is hysterical. Oh my. Oh my. 
someone does not like the bodyguard. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Game Boy was biting him in the butt. So. At the end, he has to he has to get he has to learn. <laughs> oh no. Um. Anyway. So um. It basically this whole like bodyguard thing becomes an issue, and um, the grandpa's like, "Well, this isn't working out. Uh, so you're just gonna bodyguard her. You know, you pass the test. You're gonna be the bodyguard. Uh, we'll just marry her off to the other guy. Like that's that's what we'll do." And uh, Nayuta realizes, like, I don't like that. That does not sound like something I want to happen. Um. So like the day before Christmas Eve, I think, when they're supposed to do the announcement, uh, he like sneaks into the grandpa's, um, I guess, house compound. I don't know what it is. And like knocks on her window and they have like a moment. Um, and she's trying to figure out like, how, how do we make this work out? Uh, also, forgot to mention, at one point, they go on a date, and they run into a mascot character. He's a dog, the dog mascot character. And uh, she's like, man, I saw one of those uh, at some point, and uh, it, it really helped me out. Like, it, it saved me from some, like, weirdos. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know. And she's like, what? How do you know? He's like, that was me. I was in the suit. Um, so then they like go through the whole story of like, she was being harassed or something like that. And he goes to stop it in the mascot suit. Um, and at one point she like, he gets knocked on the ground. She loses her footing and steps on him. And that's where that whole like step on me thing came from is that he realized at that point, like, oh, I have a thing for this. Um, and like got the energy and got back up and saved her saved her uh she sent a little thank you card to him at some point <laughs> via her butler um but yeah so that's just a yakuza that, side story it really is it really is it sounds exactly like a yakuza side story um so um the the christmas eve event comes where they're going to announce her her engagement to the other guy and um, the the three other dudes are there and like, huh, well, this kind of sucks, right? Mm, wonder what's going to happen. And the power goes out. And when the power comes back up, uh, there are just a ton of the dog mascot just dancing around in the room. There's several of them. It's scary. It's very scary. <laughs> And one, like, dances up to her and is like, hello, I'll protect you. Except for he doesn't talk because he's a dog mascot. Um, and his uncle comes up and is like, all right, you, we're going to fight. And um, so uncle and Nayuta in dog mascot costume <laughs> fight. And at one point, Nayuta gets knocked to the ground and Hibari loses her footing and steps on him again and he once again is energized and pops up and knocks his uncle out and uh basically is like no i realize i like you 
and you can't get engaged to that other guy because I want to be engaged to you. I want to be your bodyguard, but I also want to be in love with you. And she's like, oh, finally. Everybody else is like, oh, God, finally. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so, you know, he was inspired once again by being stepped on and they they end up living happily ever after and getting married. Bodyguard fiance. Bodyguard fiance. Um, yep. That sure did happen. Yep. <laughs> You're right, though. It sounds just like a yak as a side story. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> so that's the gist of the night's a route. Uh, what do you think about that? I mean, if he wasn't a weirdo who liked, who had his, his weird kinks out for everything, like. It could be relatively cute. Yeah. Yeah. Like, his, he's definitely a himbo. Like, that could be fine, but, like, <laughs> they go in some directions. <laughs> I honestly feel like I would have liked him a lot better if he would shut up about being stepped on. Yeah. Like, I can even forgive how dumb he is because at points it's really funny. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, he just kept bringing it up, and I was like, oh, my God, this is how he's going to be inspired to move on is, like, he's going to get stepped on. Okay. Wow. Wow. So, um, that was my first route. <laughs> uh, then I moved on to uh, Xion's route. And um, he has some things going on. Um, so, as I mentioned, he was like the kept man and ended up having like several dude patrons that would take care of him um they go on a date and want, well actually what happens first is samugi takes her on a little outing um to go to this art exhibit this like photography exhibit that's up and um it's this one photographer's angel series that they're showing and uh, she sees this one that's like I think the angel is called Amethyst. Yeah, Amethyst. She's like, wow, this is the most beautiful picture I've ever seen in my life. Like, he has beautiful eyes. Oh, my God. <laughs> More Yakuza. Beautiful uh, eyes. <laughs> thank you. Uh, they also run into, like, a small child in there named Rue. And Rue is like, I'm going to be one of these angels. I'm going to figure it out. He's like a social media star at this point. Like a little Instagram cosplayer star guy he's like nine i think um but terrifying. he's just like it's so terrifying and he's just determined like i will be one of these angels and so hibari is like mesmerized by this so she goes on a date with Xion to the photography exhibit again and she once again goes to the amethyst picture and she's like, wow, you know, this is so beautiful. I wonder what he's doing now. And he's like, oh, um, he's right next to you. It's me. That's me. That that's me. That that was that I was a child model. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, what? Um, so yeah, uh, the he is Amethyst who forgives all is is what they called him. And he is an angel. And he was nine when the picture was taken, which, by the way, just in case you're curious, uh, kiddo's just fucking naked in this picture. Um, you know. Not good. 
no, no. Um, and you find out like, oh yeah, this famous photographer is his dad. He is half French. Um, <laughs> yeah, Shion is half French. He he definitely wants a croissant and a baguette. <laughs> and I don't know what else is French. France. <laughs> <laughs> um and so Rue runs up and is like, That's you? Oh my god, can I get a picture with you? And he's like, No. I'm on a date. What are you talking about? And um, she like encourages him and they go to get a picture and then like a paparazzi guy takes a picture of him with Rue. And um, Sean's like, dude, did, did you bring this guy? And he's like, yeah, you know, I was, was trying to, you know, help him out so we can get a new story. And um, so Sean basically is like, yo, kid i hate you you suck um <laughs> which sure uh and um he's like i just wanted to know how to be an angel uh ibari's well kasuga the the butler basically like makes most of that go away like they they keep the one picture with uh Shion and and rue together but like anything with hibari in it is gone so that ends up on the news and everybody realizes like, oh, he should be a model. He's beautiful. And she she gets it in her head. Like they go on a date at one point. And she's like, you're not good enough to date me because you're unemployed, which, wow, that was a thing to say to somebody. Um, she literally says that to him. Like, you're not good enough to date me. Like, you're not good enough to be part of the Tojo family because you're unemployed. And, um, like, you should go back to being a model so that you can, you know, have some status and be part of this family. And he's like, okay. All right. Sure. Um, so she, like, a few days later is hanging out with Samugi and Noah and, like, looks up and there's this, like, movie billboard thing. And it's him starring in it with, like, makeup of some sort. It's like a fairy tale theme. And everybody's like, oh my God, he's beautiful. Um, and people eventually put it together that he is Amethyst. He's the same guy. He's just adult now. He's not nine. Um, which we also through this route find out that like the reason that all these like older guys have been like paying for him is because they like the picture of him as Amethyst. It was like the implications of the fact that they are keeping this adult man as a kept man because they like a picture of him when he was nine. Ew. It's real messed up. It's real messed up. It's real, it's messed, real up. messed up. Um, he's like, yeah, you know, they they like to see me look beautiful. I'm like, Ugh. beautiful eyes. <laughs> oh man. Um, and so. There are some real messed up things that happen in this route. So uh, I should have, this one's not even the one that needs a content warning, but I should have given the content warning. I forgot. Anyway, um, at one point he has a conversation with Tyga, which if you haven't noticed, Tyga is the one that like actually knows how to do things and is actually like aware of how to be a human. Yes. Um, amazing. But um, 
he has a conversation with Tyga and he's like, I want to make her cry. I want to make her regret what she said to me. It was like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like he literally says multiple times, like, I want to make her miserable. I want to make her cry. Like, oh, okay. This is a healthy relationship. Um, so he basically is like gone all the time now. And she's like, oh, I miss him. This is sad, but I told him to go be an unemployed, an employed guy. I, I got mad at him for being unemployed, and you know he's doing what I wanted, but I'm sad because he's not around. Um, and he ends up doing like another ad, and there's like this little cherub angel kid, and Rue's like, "That's me! That's me! You can't see my face, but that's me." Um. Because Rue and Shion like have a conversation at one point at a cafe and they come to some kind of understanding. And he's basically like, I'll give you some advice on how to get in with my dad if you help me out. So they, they do this ad together. And at one point he's like, hey, I'm thinking about like going overseas and doing a modeling campaign over there, but I'd be gone for a while. You know, sorry about that. Um, but I've got this one big campaign thing that I got to do the last ad for. And we're going to be filming it in front of the Christmas tree on Christmas Eve. And like Rue calls her up at one point. And it's like, so he's going to kiss a girl in this ad. And he doesn't seem very bothered by that. Does that bother you? Yes, that does bother her. Um, so the the day of the the shooting, come, oh God, shooting of the ad, sorry, um, <laughs> comes up and the the guys are like helping her out once again. Like one of the best things about this game is that everybody's like big bro energy here. Like once they realize who you have feelings for, or even just in general, like. Everybody's just friends. They want to help out, which is really cool. Like, they don't really consider each other competitors. It's nice. I like that. It's like yeah. a found family type thing. But um, so they realize, like, oh, we got to get her to that that scene. Um, so Tyga ends up playing, like, essentially, like, her manager and saying, like, oh, she's the actress for this um, this event. Like, we need to get through um, Naita is her bodyguard uh, <laughs> and um, Ichia ends up like driving them there because he's the only one with a car and so they end up like basically bodying through the, the crowd to get her in there which is real real nice of them and um, she, she like runs up to him and sees him and um, they end up having like a heart to heart and he hugs her and um that's like their big confession scene essentially and later you find out like they used that for the ad they didn't use her face but they they used the confession for the ad and like took the audio out and she's super mad about it the heck <laughs> yeah yeah and he was like yeah you know we thought that we would get like a an a really nice honest reaction for this and it was for like a lip gloss so he like puts the lip gloss on her lips and um 
And she asked at one point, like, well, why didn't you kiss me then? I thought it would call for a kiss. He's like, no, I wanted to be the one to see your kissing face. I didn't want anybody else to see that. Which, sure, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, she basically tells him, like, it's fine. You can be unemployed. I don't care. I just want you around. And he's like, okay. That's all I wanted. I made you cry. I'm happy. And it's like, <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah um and then like one of the little wrap-ups is that um rue had been in on it the whole cafe thing was him like helping him out with the whole like i'm gonna call her and tell her about this kissing scene and in exchange um rue got in good with um Xian's, uh dad and he, his dad is starting a little devil's um, photography series instead and he's the first one in that and they're like oh yeah that's really fitting like that kid is a devil <laughs> um, so yeah that's that's his it's like okay like the fact that he's blatantly saying like I want to hurt her pretty messed up mm-hmm. it's pretty messed up Okay, um, so I'm going to go on to a guy that actually didn't hate. Um, he was actually kind of all right. <laughs> he, he had a moment that I was like, oh, God, what are you doing? But turns out he is the least offensive of all of them. Um, and that's Taiga. And um, again, he he's... Uh, like one of the worst things about him, even though it's not a terrible thing, is again he has that like weird possessiveness of like this is my item. Um, so there are multiple scenes where it's like played up as a goof that he's like I have flan or flan or whatever it's pronounced. I looked it up and it's pronounced both ways. So um, but he, const he constantly writes his name on things so that you can know like that it's his because he said that's how you had to had to get by. Um. But when you were having the conversation with your grandpa and you have to pick a fake fiance, she's like, oh, I'm going to pick Tyga. And grandpa starts laughing. He's like, hey, she picked you, dude. And he's like, dude, you blew my cover. And he comes out and she's like, why are, why are you here? Why, why are you here? What is happening? And uh, he he confesses like, I'm not actually trying to marry you. I'm I'm just here to be an observer. I'm basically a spy for your grandpa. <laughs> All right. Uh, me and your gramps were bros. Uh, you know, we hang out. We have coffee. He also funds all of my trips that I take overseas, uh, so I can see the world. Like, thanks, grandpa. Um, and that's because the grandpa used to like go hang out at the orphanage and like got really attached to Tyga and considers him like his other grandkid. So he like really tries to take care of him, which is also something that would be straight out of Yakuza. Mm -hmm. um, and so she's struggling at this point because she's like, oh God, like Tyga is not trying to date me. So what do I do? Well, I'll just like go talk to him all the time about everything. 
I'll just go vent to him. Um, so she ends up just feeling extremely comfortable with him and decides like, I'm just going to go hang out in his room all the time and talk about like the stupid stuff that the guys are doing and how my day is going, all that. Um, and at one point Tag is like, do you realize that you're coming into my room? I'm a dude. You're coming in like every single night. Like you're going to give a man ideas. And she's like, no, no, that won't happen. We're, we're bros. Um, so he basically like freaks her out at that point because he's like, you know, I, I could kiss you if I wanted to. And she's like, no, 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 no. Um, so that's, that's a thing. Whoops. Um, so the other dudes notice that like they're, they're closer and they're like, oh yeah, you know, you guys must be dating. He's like, no, 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 we're, we're not. And he's trying to like not blow his cover that he's the spy basically. And she's trying to like not blow the cover that she has the hots for him. <laughs> and uh, also not blow that he's the spy. And at one point they all have a conversation. All the dudes are having a conversation and she's, well, spying on them. Um, and they're, they're all talking about like women. And uh, Tyga goes on this whole rant about like, oh yeah, you know, the one thing about Hibari is, you know, she, she's not very busty. You know, there's not much there. And, you know, I, I like them big bazongas. I, I, I'm a big fan of the, the, the tatas, you know, they I like, I like the big, um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? The hammer hammers. The hammer hammers. Thank you. And, um, I mean, just keeps on going about how much he loves big boobs, just constant. And the other guys are like, um, <coughs> you should stop. You should stop. Cause they've noticed that she's like looking around the corner and, uh, he just oblivious keeps talking about how much he loves big boobs. Um, and so she gets off and like, won't talk to him for a good while. And he's like, Oh, um, that was probably not a good move on my part. And he eventually explains, like, I was really trying to throw them off on, not, like, on everything. I went too far. I understand that I went too far. I'm very, very sorry. Um, and so, like, he he realized, like, I, I really, really messed up on that. Um, but then also announces, like, well, as of today, I'm no longer a boob man. <laughs> I am now a leg man. Because he says that she has nice legs. Um, I forget, like, I sent you a screenshot of something like the, the church of games or something like that. It was so funny. Um, because he just like completely gives up on boobs because he realized like, I, I like her and you know, it's, it's fine. And they end up having a conversation soon after that. And he's like, you know what, as of today, I'm giving up on this whole spy thing. I'm, I'm pursuing you. I'm going to flirt with you. See how this goes. She's like, um, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, 
so I, I think that one thing that I like about this one is that they really built up that whole like we're friends thing first because mm-hmm. once she realized he was a spy it's like oh yeah we, you know we can we can hang out and then he started realizing they liked her even though you know he did the whole big boob thing um and so he really starts pursuing her she's really happy about it and then at one point somebody said it might have been Casaga or might have been oh I know what it is he he took her to the orphanage to go meet the kiddos and the sisters and um like everybody loves her there and is real excited and one of the sisters says to him like oh man you know I always knew that you would go far and you know I I think you'll you'll do a fine job fitting in with the family you know you you just you just got to figure out how to navigate being a tojo and (laughs) you know um you know you're really going places and he has a moment of like oh f- i can't do this like i i've been somebody who like travels the world and gambles on everything and like i sometimes have lost everything and have to figure out how to even get back to the country like that's been my life so far it's been a very like free life and like, I'm kind of a like lower class guy. So this is probably like not the place for me. So he starts having doubts on like, can I actually do this? Which is fair. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but he panics and he leaves. Um, so that freaks everybody out. And they're trying to figure out like, what do we do about this? And um, she ends up just like texting him every day and being like, hey, these are the things that happened today at the house. And I just want you to know. Um, But she doesn't ask him like, where are you or what are you doing or are you coming back or anything like that? It's just like updates on what's happening. And so like they show him at one point in like a really motel and he's like reading the text messages and basically like realizes, you know, I got to go back but he's kind of embarrassed at that point. Um, she gets a letter from Santa, which is wild. Um, apparently oh, oh, oh. There's, there's like a service that you can like get a letter from Santa sent to people. I didn't know that that existed. I don't know if it actually does exist, but it does in this game. I don't know. But at the end of it, it's like meet in front of the giant tree on Christmas Eve. Uh, so she's like, wait a minute, this is from him. Um, so she, she goes to meet him and, uh, he basically comes up to her and he's like, yeah, I know you're mad at me. Like, that's, that's fine. You have every right to be mad at me. Um, do you want to just take my hand and like, get rid of the Tojo name and run away with me and. Uh, if you, well, regardless of what you do in terms of route, she'll say no. Um, but how, how it goes down is a little bit different, but essentially she like freaks out and is like, no, like, why would I do that? Like, this is a big part of me and like my identity. And, um, you know, if you're agreeing to date me, like you're agreeing to date, like all of this. 
And he's like, yeah, you know what? That's fair. Honestly, if you had said that you were going to give it all up, I, I would have left immediately. Um, because that's not who you are. And so um, they end up, well, yelling at each other at one point uh, in front of in front of the Christmas tree, and they're like, "Oh God, everybody's looking at us. We gotta go." Um, well, I say yelling at each other. She's yelling at him. He's not yelling back. He's trying to calm her down, <laughs> uh, and she's just mad because he left. But um, he's very calm through most of this route, which is really nice. Like even when he's having his panic modes, he's still like very level-headed um but yeah they work it out and you know get married woo 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 Woo. um the the reason that i brought up the whole like possessiveness thing earlier um he's not possessive in a creepy way which is good um because that can go very very far in a in a bad way Mm -hmm. um but at one point, like they're having a party to celebrate the fact that they are getting engaged and like the guys are all, all the guys are there and they're at their, she, they're at the grandpa's house and um, they're all talking. He's like, wait a minute, give me a pen. And um, somebody like gives him a pen and he takes her hand and he writes his name on her hand and he like shows everybody's hands like, look, she's mine. You guys can't have her. <laughs> um. And everybody's response is just like, Jesus Christ, your handwriting's bad. <laughs> but it's really cute. Like he, he's he's like proud of himself. Um, but he's the least awful of all of them. I liked him a bit, even though he has some weird moments, like the big boob thing. Hooray. Hooray. Um I, guess, I don't know. I thought it was fun. Uh, so let's, let's talk about the last guy. The old man. The old man. Um, this is the one that needs a content warning. Um, there's straight up like sexual assault that happens in this route. So, um, yikes, just be aware. Anyway, um, so Ichia, like I said, is, is 26. He's, he's way too old for her, but here we are. Uh, and he's just like disgustingly flirty and she can't get him to like break out of that. She's she's like, I don't know who you are. What, what is all this? Um, and so she's really kind of doing a, a reverse thing of like, she's having to break into him as opposed to her like them breaking it to her mm-hmm. because she can't figure out who he is. He's just doing like this weird fake flirty person thing. Um, and so they, they go on some dates and she's like, okay, this is fine, I guess. Um, but she still like, can't figure out who he is. Um, they they end up going on one date where she's actually like starting to get to know him a little bit and like liking him okay at that point and 
he gets very, this is not the part that I'm talking about earlier, but this is still something that you shouldn't do. He gets very, very mixed signals and decides he's going to kiss her. And um, he like read everything wrong. And she gets super mad at him because she's like, that was my first kiss. You took it without my permission. You suck. Which is fair. Um, and so he like, tries to avoid her for a few days and once again Tyga being you know the only one who has any kind of brain in his house <laughs> um he's like dude like you took her first kiss that's not cool like you need to apologize to her like I know that it's awkward and you're trying to avoid her but that's not the problem you need to apologize you did a bad thing. He's like, oh, I do need to apologize. Like, wow, really? Oh, wow. Um, but this also ends up having a moment where he just completely freaks out and he shuts himself in his room and nobody can get him to come out. And so they finally decide, like, we're going to have an intervention. Like, this is a problem. He has to come out. So um, all the boys and... Um, Ibari go to his room and they're like, hey, buddy, you gotta, you gotta come out of there. And we're all hungry. Please feed us. Um, and Taiga actually like goes in first and is like, comes up pretty soon after and is like, oh, oh, okay. Um, I just saw something that I don't think I needed to see. And um, basically the rest of the guys go in and are like, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe this is something you need to see. <laughs> so she goes in and she can't find him at first. She's like, what are they talking about? What is going on? Did he leave? Like, where is he? Um, then she finally finds like a big lumpy thing under the bed sheets, like in the corner of the room and like lifts the sheets up and sees him and he's just like, crying his eyes out like full-on sobbing which his voice actor just completely nails holy crap did he do a good job um but he's basically like freaking out saying like no one's ever gonna love me like no one's ever loved me all I've ever wanted is for like somebody to actually care about me and love me and I just keep messing up and this is the worst um, and he's like, now you hate me because I messed up and I'm really, really sorry. And, uh, she's like, whoa, 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 buddy, buddy, it's okay. I mean, he is just full on in breakdown mode. Um, and time to kink shame her. She's like, oh, I kind of like seeing this guy cry. What? I'm, uh, yeah. She says that. Yeah, she's like, I'm into him crying. And like, there's another part in his story that she takes him to a movie theater to watch a sad movie specifically so she can try and get him to cry again. It's like, holy crap, that's messed up. Um, but this is like the turning point where she like sees him as something else because of him crying at her. Um, but he comes out and he's like, okay, let's let's try and like start over. I'm really sorry about the whole kiss thing. Like, that was that was a not cool move and um he ends up actually like 
being less of a weirdo like he talks like a normal person now which is nice um which she she kind of at one point is like i, I kind of miss that a little bit but it's also kind of nice which is also weird um so this guy very obviously has issues if he's like in his room crying under the sheets saying like no one ever will love me is like even if I try very hard like nothing I ever do isn't good enough no one will love me for it um holy crap (laughs) so you get a little bit of his backstory and basically like every girl he's ever dated is like yeah you're just like too perfect I can't deal with it this is a mess and um also find out that like he was kind of shunned by his family um because he was like sensitive he's a sensitive dude um and they were like highly logical blah 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 people um and so he finds out that like he can like be flirty and nice with women and that they always like are good to him. And that's the only people who are ever nice to him. Uh, so that's why he became like weird Casanova flirty man is because like it gave him some kind of validation that he was a good person, even though like, no, that's not how this works. Oh boy. This man needs therapy. (laughs) He needs therapy so bad. Um, so they go on another date at one point and um, instead of like in, in the first date, he made her like pick everything that she wanted to do and she got upset at that. So this time she's like, I want you to pick some things that we're going to do. Like, I don't want to be in charge of the whole date. Um, so they, they go and they have a date and they have fun. And as they're walking back to his car, uh this well i guess i should mention they also have dinner at one point she's like i want to know your past and he says you know like i promise i will tell you i can't tell you right now um she's like okay well as long as you tell me at some point we're all right so then they're walking to the car and uh the guy that i mentioned earlier that was giving her dating advice via text messages and um like hanging out with her and all that named kazu shows up and is like so you didn't tell her huh and uh she's like huh why are you here kazu who are you what is going on why do you know each other he's like yeah like you know if 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 you just told her i would have let this go but you didn't tell her so um here we are i'm gonna take off my sunglasses and my hat by the way i'm his twin brother Secret brother. <laughs> Basically, um, his name is Kazuya. Um, Hear you? Kazuya. Oh. Yeah, Kazuya. Um, and turns out the guy that has been pushing for her to marry him for like business reasons is this guy, is Kazuya. Oh, all right. Yep. Um, and so he's like, well, since you can't tell her who you are and what's going on, I'm just going to throw my hat in the ring. Time for me to try and date her and be the fifth guy. And 
He's like, uh, no, 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 no. Um, and at this point, like, Kazuya will, like, pop in occasionally and, like, take her on dates and blah, blah, blah. And Ichia just kind of, like, shrinks down into himself and is a hot mess because he just has issues of, like, not feeling good enough the whole time. And she kind of does, like, some weird manipulative stuff of, like, you know, well, what if I just go and pick him? And he's like, well, I can't, I can't decide for you. Like, if that's a decision that you make, I have to respect that. And she's like, why wasn't he fighting for me? And it's like, <laughs> maybe don't go to this guy who very obviously has issues with his twin brother and be like, well, what if I pick him? Like, I don't know. But this is also the problem of a 17 year old trying to date somebody who is 26 and has many, many issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Kazuya ends up doing like PowerPoint presentations on why they should get married. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh, man. And um, she she's obviously not into that. And she keeps getting more mad at Ichia for like not standing up for their relationship or whatever. And at one point, uh, Kazuya is like, all right, the three of us are going to go out to dinner. We're going to talk. And so they do. They go out to dinner. They talk. And he has a proposal for them that Kazuya will marry Hibari. Um, and she will have Ichia as her, like, paramour, as her lover, essentially. And that it won't matter if, like, she has kids because they're going to look like him anyway because he's a twin. Um, and that that's how they'll they'll s- settle this is that, like, on paper, he'll, he'll marry her. The businesses will um, combine. And then Ichia can just have her as the, the romance part. And Ichia's like... Off. <laughs> ends up like grabbing him by the collar um at the dinner table and tells him like absolutely not get the hell out of here um she has a moment of like oh my god that's like the hottest thing i've ever seen in my life um again no no you have very strange taste gal um but this was the whole like fighting back thing that she wanted from him so she finally decides like this is this is what I wanted, um, but Kazuya is not giving up. So, um, this is a huge mess, huge huge mess. And um, at one point, Kazuya just decides like I'm gonna push it. I'm gonna start like leaking out that like I'm going to be engaged to her, and so like it becomes a whole thing that on Christmas Eve they're gonna have the engagement. Um, announcement and it'll it'll be over and Ichia starts like panicking and freaking out and eventually he just like leaves the house and nobody can find him um and she ends up trying to like text him and call him but like none of her stuff will go through and um her butler Kasuga comes in and is like yeah so um I was informed that he is stepped out he's no longer going to be a suitor he's blocked you we got a new phone like you cannot contact him 
and she freaks out because she doesn't know what to do at this point. She realizes that she has feelings for him. What? Shocker. I know, I know. Um, We eventually find out that, like, Kasuga is in on this, that he basically said, like, block her, um, figure your out, and, like, you know, this is the situation. So, um... I, I skipped an important part here and I just realized that. And I probably skipped it for a reason. Um, so let's talk about what happened with these twins. Let's talk about this trauma. Um, at one point, they go into the backstory, um, which is, you know, Kazi has always been the best. He's always been number one. Like the only thing that each is good with is women. And um, he ends up actually like, getting adopted into like a minor part of the family because he's just tired of being part of that main family and um kazia says like oh well you know that's better for you anyway which upsets him and um hibari and kazia have a conversation he's like i thought i was being nice and she's like no no you weren't being nice (laughs) um but there ends up being a situation where there was some gal from a family who wanted to marry Kazia and um, he did not want to marry her. And so the solution that they came up with was that Ichia would basically pretend to be him and date her and, you know, get her off his back. Uh, nothing could go wrong here, I'm sure. No. Uh, so, this is where things get really, really messed up and continue to be messed up. Um, this, like, heiress gal ends up, like, drugging him and, like, basically sexually assaulting him while he's drugged. Like, he even says, like, I woke up in a bed and I was completely naked and I was drugged and I couldn't move. And, like, the art for him has some of his clothes on, thankfully. But he's just, like, crying while she's, like, next to him on in, in the bed. I'm like, oh, my God. What is happening here? Like, they're just going to gloss over the fact that, like, this man was sexually assaulted. Okay. Um, he's like, yeah, you know, my brother was always one step ahead and he found out that this was happening and ended up like getting a recorded confession and threatened to ruin her life and blah, blah, blah. And I I couldn't even get that whole thing right. And that was the, um, alleged marriage fraud, marriage fraud was that she was accusing them of fraud because he was saying that he was his brother when he was not, um, yeah. That was a whole thing. Oofa doofa. Yeah. Um, so anyway, back to the the main part of this. Um, which who oh boy. Um I was just angry this whole time. Um he finds out about this whole like Christmas Eve engagement thing and has the most rational response to it, which is I'm going to kidnap her and drive off with her in my sports car. 
And um, luckily we have Nayata who has a driver's license, which everybody's surprised by. And he's like, yeah, let's do a car chase, woo. So they do a car chase. Um, and you know, he's driving erratically and very dangerously with a 17 year old girl in the car that he supposedly loves, uh, loves very much. Um, and goes until he runs out of gas. And then he like grabs her and runs to like the edge of a cliff and basically says like, okay, look, like I need you to love me or I'm going to kill myself. And I was like, no, this is so manipulative. Um, and she's like trying to figure out what to say. And uh, like, he's like taking steps back towards the cliff as she's like figuring it out. Um, and, you know, depending on at this point, like what your choices are, either um, either some of the dudes kind of like, no, no, come back. Um, or she like hugs him and basically says like, I'm in love with you and I want you and only you. And um, she basically ends up having a situation where like, he says that he can't live without her. And that becomes like an obsession for her that like she, she wants to have somebody who is completely dependent on her that she knows that they can't be without her, which is really messed up. Um, so this entire thing is just a huge, huge mess. Like this is a train wreck of a relationship. Oh boy. Um, and like, she repeatedly has him like say like, I, I can't live without you. And, um, he ends up crying at this point and she's like, ah, oh, yes, the tears are back. Um, Kazuya like shows up and is like, cool. Glad you didn't kill yourself. Um, I was a little worried about that. Uh, let's just have an announcement that you are going to marry her, but we're still going to have like somebody in the family from this business marrying into the Tojo family. So like we could still have a business merger. It's fine. It's like, why didn't you guys just do that to begin with and not have all this weird nonsense you've been doing? Um, so yeah, uh, that's messed up and I hated it. It was real bad. If anybody ever says to you, like, if you are not going to love me, I'm going to kill myself. Like, oh my God, that is a mess. Yeah, that whole thing took a turn. Yeah, yeah. Not a good turn. Um, bad no, turn. very bad turn. I was like, this is, this is not romantic. This is not fun. I hate this. Like, let's go back to the weirdo who wants to step on us or have, him, <laughs> have us step on him. It's bad when you're like, yeah, let's go back to that. <laughs> right, right. It's so bad. And so, um, like she just repeatedly has him like say like that, that phrasing and she keeps trying to make him cry and stuff. And it's like, Oh God, you're a mess. Um, so that, that left a really bad taste in my mouth. I was not happy with that route. And then I started doing the true end route. Mm -hmm. um, this one, this one is a mess. <sighs> you thought that one was bad. Here we go. So, um, 
in the true route she's basically like i can't decide with them like i i don't know who to pick and i don't know what to do here and he's like that's fine we'll we'll give you some more time and they end up having uh well she ends up having a conversation with noah and samugi and they're talking about like the whole situation and like all the all the pieces that are in play and um she runs into taiga at one point too and taiga and her have a conversation and finds out that he's a spy uh <laughs> and he's basically like um i've heard this story from your grandpa's perspective and like that's not what happened at all because she she basically tells the story of like how she was five years old and her parents were dead. And so she came to live with her grandpa and that her grandpa came into her room and had like this big, scary smile and was like a terrifying person. And she didn't want to be around him. And he was basically like a demon. And from grandpa's perspective, he had been like practicing trying to smile at her. Um, because he was really excited about having his granddaughter come live with him. Um, and apparently like, is not a good smiler, which is fine. Some people just aren't, uh, and ended up scaring her. And he's like, yeah, like your grandpa really loves you. And he talks about like how much he loves you all the time. This is a complete weird misunderstanding. Like somebody must be giving you bad info. Um, and so she has the conversation with Noah and um, and Samugi, and they're like, well, how would you have gotten bad information on this? And they realize like the only connection to like someone who could have been feeding her bad information is the butler, <gasps> Kasuga. Um, and Samugi's like, yeah, he's been trying to isolate you. Like, do you do you not notice that? And She's like, no, no, he's he's my beloved butler. I love him to pieces. Like he's he's such a great guy. Um, and they're like, no, he, you know, you should be careful about him. Um, and so we get this reveal that by the way, her parents aren't dead. What? They live in England. What? Yep. Um Apparently that was her dad's idea to just say that they were dead. And um, there was an accident when she was five that made her lose her memory. And the problem was that she has an older brother. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. She has an older brother. And they were very concerned about this child because, like, Nothing could excite him, and he was just a very strange kiddo, and, like, they would give him toys, and they would, like, have him listen to music and watch movies, and just nothing would interest him until he had a baby sister, and then he became obsessed with her, and um, when she was five and he was seven, he decided that he would do a better job raising her than the parents would. So he was going to run off with her and um, raise her himself. And um, 
during the whole like running off thing, people are chasing them. And um, Hibari is a five-year-old and like falls and freaks out. And he like tries to go back for her. Um, but there ends up being an accident. She like gets hit by a car. And so that's why she has the memory loss. And they're like, okay, well, we need to get her away from this kid because he's obsessed with her. So we're going to send her back to Japan. She's going to live with grandpa. And we're not going to talk about this. We're, we're not going to talk about the situation anymore. Um, and eventually, the older brother finds out, like, ah, yes, she is alive in Japan and lives with grandpa. And so, like, they end up having a weird, like, wager that, like, if she can get him to trust her, um, wait, no, if she can get her to trust him, then, um, like, he can stick around. And so he, like, adopts a new identity and becomes the butler and ends up, like, getting her trust by, uh, like, sitting beside her bed one night when she's, like, scared of storms. Um, and so he's been, like, with her this whole time, but, like, trying to manipulate her so he's the only one that can be around her and take care of her. Like, going as far as to, like, threaten Samugi. And she's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he threatened me, but I didn't care. Like, what's he gonna do to me? <laughs> Weird gothic Lolita gal. <laughs> and, um... and Noah's like, hands. He, basically. Uh, Noah's like, yeah, he also made a threat to me about, like, revealing that I date all these guys. And I was like, bro, do it. I don't care. Whatever. Um... And she's like, what do you mean he's threatening all these people that are around me? Like, what is going on? Um, so, that's bad. And, um, so he ends up, like, running off when they confront him with all of this information. And he sends her a text message. Is like, on Christmas Eve, I'm coming for you. And we're going to leave. And her being stupid 17-year-old's like, I'm not going to tell anybody about this. Like, I'm going to have a conversation with him. We're going to figure this out. Uh-huh. So, uh, Christmas Eve comes, and he kidnaps her. Wow, I'm shocked. I know, I know. And she's like, yes, we're going to have a conversation. Oh, no, I'm kidnapped. What is happening? And he's like, no, no, we have to, we have to get away. We have to be by ourselves. Like, I'm the only one who can take care of you. And they end up, you know, running off again. Naita's following them because he's the bodyguard, you know? <laughs> um, and she falls. And, like, this is where she has her, like, memories come back of, like, oh, God, this is what happened to me. And he kind of panics because he goes back into the whole, like, this is what happened back then is that she fell and I couldn't help her. And, uh... Naita ends up like tackling him and um, they take him back to the house and tie him to a chair. And she's like, I don't think that's necessary. They're like, no, no, this is necessary. It's fine. Um, so, so yeah, they've kind of just died to a chair. Um, so that they can have the whole like conversation of, yes, he's been doing all of this manipulation. Um, he is her older brother and he's completely obsessed with her she's like oh you know the whole like 
sister complex thing and and didn't really think that was real. Oh no. No. Um so this ends up being a thing where like they agree that he can continue being her butler for some reason. <laughs> um but that once a month he has to go on a quote unquote date with her as her brother. Uh, and I forget what his actual name is, but he has he has a name that's not that. Um, starts with a T. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He sucks. Um, so they they have these like brother sister like date days that are very much not hanging out with your brother type dates very much not like that and um like she mentions a few times like ah oh, yeah you know this this isn't like a regular brother sister relationship I'm like Ugh! Ugh! um she like gets jealous if he talks to other women and like freaks out and drags him off and Ugh. bad times all around yeah it's real gross. And like it ends with a CG of them like all like cuddled up together. I'm like, Ugh! so um, this game went downhill real bad. <laughs> real fast, real bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the first three, well, Xion's had some real bad. It things there too and like now it says I can look past the whole stepping on thing um I can't look past all I'm going to make her cry that's messed up but like Tyga's fine Tyga there's, has there's two okay routes here yeah and the rest of them are just disasters mm -hmm. and so I was like well the art's pretty yeah 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 there are some really funny lines in this game like some really really funny lines, but yeah, I was like, "Ooh, there are a lot of misses here in terms of romance." And like that that brother route is no, absolutely not. I'm not into that. Um, anytime there is a brother route in an Atome, I'm just like, "Why are we doing this?" He's like, "I'm out. Please, please eject me from this simulation." <laughs> Basically, like. I have an older brother. No. What are they thinking? Ah, uh, so yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's variable barricade. That is variable barricade and now it's time to rank it. <laughs> yep. You know, I'm thinking uh, we could we could probably just start at the top because I think it's going to be easily in that top echelon of games. Clearly, mm. <laughs> no. Let's let's start at the bottom because uh, I don't know how high we're going to be going up this this list. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> is it better than the KFC game? I do think it's better than the KFC game. Is it better than Amnesia? I do think it's better than Amnesia. Did you even complete Amnesia? Nope. Okay. Is it better than Hakuoki, another game you didn't complete? Did not complete it. Uh, I, I will say it's better. 
than that. Is it better than Love Letter from Thief X, another game you didn't complete? It's better than that. What if Turbo was in this? Oh, God, if Turbo was in this, it'd be even worse! <laughs> Is it better than Mr. Love? Is it better than Mr. Love? <laughs> Does it even crack the top 20? <laughs> I'm still mad at Mr. Love, so I can't decide if it's better than that. Uh, I'll say it's better than that. Is it better than Joe Starstruck? I'll say it's better than that. Is it better than Psychedelica of the Ashen Hawk? No. All right. <laughs> That's a pretty low game. Woof. 19 out of 25 games. Yikes. It's a top 20 top 20 Otome game though. It is top 20. Um I will say though like it's Not really saying much though. It's not. This game was really talked up quite a bit. It's like this is a really exciting game. Everybody's real hype about this Otome. So I was really excited about it. Oh boy. This one made Cupid Parasite look like a <laughs> dream. You're like two out of three now on games that have been very hyped from the Atome community, and you just coming out of them being like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Excuse me. I. Oof. And they're Whereas they're like, they're pretty near each other on this list, so they are. And like it's weird because um like Dairoku and um Olympia Soiree were games that were like not as hype, right? And like look at where they are. They're up there, top ten but games. Top 10 games. So maybe I just need to stop paying attention to what people are excited about and look for the things that people are not excited about and be like, yeah, I'm excited for these. Well, then th that also leaves you to stuff like Love Letter from Thief X. <laughs> so <laughs> take the good with the bad. <laughs> no. Um, there, there, There's a slew of new games coming out um, at some point this year, maybe. Um, I have them pre-ordered, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, uh, this one made some real bad choices. Well, congratulations on your your current game of the year, Variable Barricade. Yo, I've played like two games that come out this year. One's Variable Barricade, and I've played like a few hours Stranger of Paradise. That one already beats it. <laughs> well, I guess before you had played the demo of Stranger of Paradise, this was your game of the year. <laughs> I don't even think it would have been my game of the year, even though it was the only game I played that came out this year. I had one game that qualified. It did not make the list. Basically, yes. Uh, well, that's this week's edition of Al talking about Otome, and it was a mess. So It was a mess. We're going to wipe our hands of that one. It's real bad when the guy who wants to be stepped on in a dog suit looks like a dream compared to other ones. Yep. Real bad. Yep. But yeah, Taiga is legit like the best character here like in every single route because he's the only one that has any sort of brain whatsoever and is like somewhat of a nice dude. There you go. The real one, Taiga. Good job, buddy. Sorry you got put in this terrible game. With beautiful art. Beautiful eyes. <laughs> well, that's 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 gonna do it for this episode. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get out of here.
forget this game existed. Please. Uh, so if you'd like more from us, head on over to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared Now Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shiny Moment, a critical analysis of Love Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs, and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast early, and a whole wealth of bonus content as well. Next Yay. week. It's the end of March, but, you know, that doesn't mean it's not time for some madness. Oh, we haven't done March Madness yet. No. Oh, snap. We got one league to do it, so... All right, let's do it. We'll be doing that next week on what topic? We'll, we'll figure that out. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, you'll find out eventually. Yeah. 